What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And today I'm going to be doing another analytics video. If you haven't checked out the other one that I just did, I just looked at my uh, 2019 yard share stat. So if you haven't checked that out, check that one out after this video. Uh, but in this one, we're going to be looking at the 2019 target breakdown by position, which I find really useful because it helps me uh, figure out, you know, which teams are targeting the running back, the tight ends, or, you know, who's heavy on receivers. It's just another way for me to look at things and kind of uh, filter out my processes as I'm going through and drafting players for the upcoming season. So we're going to be here on the fantasyfellowship.com. Uh, if you go to the 2020 content tab here, you're going to be able to just kind of hover over it and uh, click on 2019 targets by position, and it, it'll open you up on the running back spot. Um, and then I got all the filters here for receivers, tight ends. Uh, but basically, we're just trying to see how many targets each team had to each position. And uh, basically, it'll, it'll give us a number of how many targets. It'll tell us the percentage that they're used. And uh, it, it's just going to help us, you know, determine, you know, I want to take this running back because there's a lot of targets there. So uh, we'll start off here looking at the at the rankings chart. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, man, with Phil Rivers, 597 targets. That wasn't the greatest amount of targets, but it was the greatest percentage-wise. So this is all filtered by percent. So at 30.49%, that's how often running backs were targeted. Um, I guess I read that wrong. 597 total targets in the offense, and 182 of them were two running backs. So that was the, the most in the league uh, by just you know about 16 targets there. Uh, the next closest team, of course, New England here, 620 available targets, 166 to running backs, uh, and that's 26.77%. So uh, let's just kind of take it down from the top and we'll kind of break down the top 10, maybe top 12, because uh, these are the teams that are, you know, as far as PPR, half PPR leagues go, that these are the teams that we're going to want to know uh, who the main guys are. So with the Chargers, of course, it's Austin Eckler. They just gave him a bunch of money this year. Melvin Gordon's gone, so that's going to, I mean, maybe Austin Eckler even grows uh, as a as a pass catcher with targets, I think he had quite a bit of targets last year. If we just look at if we just look at this Chargers numbers uh, from 2019. Um, opening up my spreadsheet here, and we will we'll take a look at the Chargers 2019 statistics. So you're going to see uh, Austin Eckler here. He's the remaining player, but he had 108 targets last year, 92 receptions. 993 yards and eight touchdowns. So he was essentially, I mean, Mike Williams had a good year. So he was essentially the second targeted player, um, not as productive as Mike Williams in yards, but uh, he had more touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns. So he led the team in receiving touchdowns. Um, second in targets to Keenan Allen, 92 receptions, second in receptions. And uh, now Melvin Gordon is gone. So that leaves behind 55 targets, 42 receptions, almost 300 yards and a touchdown. So uh, I know that the hard thing here, though, is with Philip Rivers being gone, is Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert going to target the running backs as much? I think that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, I mean, Philip Rivers is, you know, he's always targeted running backs, whether it was uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, Ryan Matthews, Danny Woodhead, Melvin Gordon, I'm probably missing a couple other guys, but um, Philip Rivers loves his outlet passing running backs. So we'll see if Austin Eckler can maintain his target role. Uh, but it, it does help that Melvin Gordon's gone. So I don't know if there's going to be as much fluctu fluxua fluctuation uh, as, you know, you would normally see uh, in a quarterback change like that. So I love Austin Eckler. Uh, and with the Chargers being the number one running back team, I mean, their offense shouldn't change too much, you know, as a, you know, a fundamental, you know, big part of their game. I think they're still going to rely on Eckler. Um, so that's interesting to me to see 
that the Chargers are number one uh, in running back targets by a good margin. You know, that's you know almost four percent more than the next closest team. Uh, so that's that's a staple of their offense. We'll see if they make Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert rely on Eckler a little bit more. Uh, so Eckler in a half PPR PPR, he's got a floor of RB two. You know, he's going to be a top ten, top twelve running back potentially. Uh, so go ahead and get him when you can. And then I guess let's just keep kind of running out the top uh, the top few groups here. New England, of course, that's all James White. Uh, with Cam Newton, that might actually be a bump up for James White, or maybe not so much different. So I still like James White as an RB two. Of course, you got New Orleans Saints here at uh, the number three spot with 154 targets, 26.51%. Uh, basically, you know, the same as New England, but that's all about Alvin Kamara. I know they did bring in Ty Montgomery. So if anything happens to Alvin Kamara, Ty Montgomery is going to be on my waiver wire list. I don't think I'm drafting uh, Tymo in any deep leagues, but I'm keeping an eye on him. We're going to see how he gets integrated into the, the training camps and the preseason games. So I'm keeping an eye on that, but it's all about Alvin Kamara when you look at that. Of course, Christian McCaffrey, number four here for the Carolina Panthers, 153 running back targets uh, for 24.17%. Uh, the Chicago Bears, again, no surprise. That's all about Tariq Cohen. Uh, Cohen had over 100 targets last year, so they, they had 147 total targets to the running backs. 25.34% uh, of their targets were to the position. Uh, Green Bay is an interesting one. I think this might be a career high for Aaron Rodgers uh, targeting running backs. I'll have to look that up later, but 133 targets to running backs. Uh, 23.21%. That's kind of an interesting number because as good as Aaron Jones was as a pass catcher, uh, and, and look at the stats here, as you see, I'm highlighting Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, 49 receptions on 68 targets, 474 yards, three touchdowns, uh, which is which is fantastic. You know, he's still going to have RB1 upside this year. Uh, and he's actually kind of cheap. His value is a little bit low, I think, right now. But uh, Jamal Williams, is a very good pass catcher. 39 receptions, 45 targets, 253 yards, and five touchdowns himself. That's a big number. So we see Rodgers throw eight touchdowns to running backs. Um, I guess if we include a couple of the other guys here, over 750 yards to running backs. Um, again, we mentioned the, the good amount of targets. I included, uh, with these numbers, I included fullbacks. They're technically a running back. Uh, so 133 targets overall to the running backs. And then we see 101 receptions, which I, I've I believe that's a Packer Aaron Rodgers all-time high. So that's interesting to see, which makes me like Aaron Jones's floor a little bit a little bit more. They did bring in A.J. Dillon, but we don't know if A.J. Dillon's going to be used as a pass-catching uh, threat. I don't believe he will, at least not anytime soon. So we like Aaron Jones there for the pass-catching role. And if anything happens to Jones, man, Jamal Williams is going to get a lot of targets. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Jacksonville, you got at number seven, 129 targets, almost 22% of the total targets. Again, that's heavily Leonard Fournette. They did bring in Jay Gruden, and they also brought in Chris Thompson. So there's going to be a good amount of targets going Chris Thompson's way. I would, I would, have, I would pretty much bet that Leonard Fournette's not going to see uh, the amount of targets he saw last year. So he saw exactly 100 targets, 76 receptions, 522 yards. Um, he's not going to get up to 100 targets, I believe, this year. We saw only 25. Uh, I guess 29 other targets to running backs. I would imagine Chris Thompson's going to, you know, command maybe 30, 40 plus targets this year, uh, which is going to drop Leonard Fournette maybe into the 70, 75 range. Um, but think about Jacksonville, not a good defense. They're not going to win too many games this year. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, dink and dunk, you know, four minute drives, 
uh, coming back and stuff. So I, I would expect Jacksonville to, you know, finish in the top 10 on this list again, especially with Jay Gruden, Chris Thompson. And I mean, Leonard Fournette's a good pass catcher, uh, but his volume is going to come down a little bit as long as Chris Thompson's healthy. So uh, then you have Minnesota at eight, 126 targets, uh, 27.04%. I guess this is filtered by total targets. Um, so this is kind of an important number. This is the second highest percentage number that I'm seeing on the list. Uh, so Minnesota targeted the running backs, the second most frequent um, in 2019, which is pretty interesting. Only 466 total targets to work with and 126 to running backs. Of course, that's, you know, pretty much Dalvin Cook. But we did see uh, Alexander Madison get some work there. I'm trying to think who else got some work. Amir Abdullah got some work there last year. Uh, so Cook with 63 targets, Madison with 12, Mike Boone with four. And Abdullah with 21. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, 80% Dalvin Cook there. He had 63 targets, 53 receptions last year, 519 yards. I found it a bit odd that he didn't have a receiving touchdown, as good as these stats are. I mean, 9.8 yards per catch, and the man didn't catch a receiving touchdown. So, I love Dalvin Cook. Hopefully, he uh, doesn't decide to hold out and gets his contract. Um, but this team, I mean, it's part of the offense, especially with Stephon Diggs now. There's targets up for grabs that are going to probably be uh, kind of like maneuvered to the tight ends and a little, maybe a little bit more to the running back. So Minnesota, uh, that's an important number, 27.04%. That's the second heaviest uh, running back target percentage in the league. And then we're going to get into, I'm going to read the last few teams off, but these ones really surprised me. A team like Miami coming in at number nine with 120 targets. I know the percentage is low at 19.51, but again, I mean, Miami was not good last year. They threw the ball a ton. And they ended up targeting running backs 120 times. Um, so to me, that means, I mean, Jordan Howard's not going to be a, a PPR, you know, back, uh, but that's going to help a guy like Matt Breida. If anything happens to Breida, uh, Patrick Laird uh, last year had some success in the passing game. So those are, that's kind of an interesting team, Miami, that they pop up this high on the list with targets. Um, and then you've got the Las Vegas Raiders at 117 targets, 22.37%. Uh, a lot of those targets were kind of spread out among you know, three guys. And let's take a look here. So the top, they only used three running backs last year besides the fullback, which is kind of interesting. So you're going to see 27 targets for Josh Jacobs, 41 of them to DeAndre Washington and 43 to Jalen Richard. And, and DeAndre Washington's gone. So that's, this is going to leave 41 targets up for grabs uh, at the spot. They did add a rookie uh, running back pass catcher, Lynn Bowden. So maybe he gets some of those uh, but I got a really good feeling about Josh Jacobs getting over 40 targets this year. Again, he missed three games last year. He only played 13 games, 27 targets. If you break that out, it's going to come to somewhere in the 35, 36 range on a full game season. So he's, he's a, people are kind of sleeping on him because they don't think he has a good PPR floor, but I mean, this team throws the ball to running backs. If anything happens to Jalen Richard. We mentioned DeAndre Washington's gone. They try, they're going to try to fill in a rookie here, Lynn Bowden, who's a receiver. He's raw at the running back position. He might even, you know, might not get all the targets that, you know, we would expect. Um, so I think Josh Jacobs has a really good floor of maybe 40, 45 targets this year. Uh, that's another team that surprised me to see that's high on the list. And then, I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland's pretty high. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, uh, both are going to catch some passes, Nick. Uh, Nick Chubb's not going to catch as much as Cream Hunt, but there's still going to be some PPR value there. And then Tampa Bay coming in at number 12. They're going to be much higher on this list, but it's it's good to see, you know, they they finished as the 12th overall team in targets with 113, I guess, tied for Philly here. And 17.94% of their targets, 
And now they get Tom Brady. So this number, I mean, Tom Brady last year, 26.77% of his targets were to the running backs. Um, so this is going to really impact guys like Ronald Jones, Keyshawn Vaughn, the rookie, and Dare, Dare Ogun Bawali. So those are big names that I'm going to be keep, keeping an eye on. Uh, a lot of people don't like Ronald Jones this year. You either like him or you hate him or you love him. That's kind of what I'm seeing. Uh, but I think Ronald Jones has uh, some hidden upside as a pass catcher. I know a lot of people are going to, you know, uh, have a problem with his pass blocking and, and just his, uh, I guess he's in the coach's doghouse kind of things like that. But I like what I'm seeing from Ronald Jones, his work ethic this summer, working on the passing game. He's been hanging out with Tom Brady uh, and all the, you know, Godwin Evans. He's hanging out with those core guys that are going to be part of the offense. And I don't see Keyshawn Vaughn there hanging out much. Um, so I like Ronald Jones. Again, if you look at what Ronald Jones did last year as a pass catcher, he didn't get a ton of opportunities, but he did finish PPR uh, as PPR running back 25, which I love. And then uh, let's go ahead here and filter by PPR. Um, I guess I go to Tampa Bay. Uh, so last year we see Ronald Jones on 40 targets. He caught 31 balls. That's about 75%. For 309 yards, that's 10 yards per catch. That's pretty amazing for Ronald Jones. Uh, so he is a threat when you get him the ball in open space. I think Tom Brady's going to really like throwing to Ronald Jones. And Ogun Bawali is still pretty good too, 8.2 yards per catch. He's probably a more sound uh, protection guy as far as blocking. So, I mean, this is pretty much going to be seen as the New England backfield with each guy kind of having a specific role. Um, but I think Ronald Jones has some hidden upside as a pass catcher. So I like that. And then um, I guess no one really else sticks out here. If you look at some of the bottom teams here, I mean, uh, Tennessee doesn't pass to the running back. The Rams struggled to pass to the running backs last year after having success before. Uh, Lamar Jackson does not throw much to the running backs. In Houston, you got Duke Johnson, uh, Buffalo, you know, Josh Allen likes to go deep or hit Cole Beasley in the middle. So it's kind of surprising, but um, I think that's going to do it for the running backs. Let's kind of, I'm going to skip receivers for now. So I think this, this targets by position, it's more to me about looking at running backs and tight ends because we know everyone's going to throw the receiver. Um, but it, it to me, it kind of helps separate the tight ends and the running backs the most. So uh, with the with the tight ends, it's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, Philadelphia, 235 targets to the tight ends. Uh, that's only 38.34%. They came in second there. I shouldn't say only. I mean, you see Baltimore here at 40.91%. Uh, and I mean, they had 180 targets, which is yes, less than Philly, but because they had less target volume here that I just highlighted, uh, you're going to see a higher percentage there. So Philadelphia, they produced two tight end ones last year, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, both guys should be viewed as tight end ones this year with Ertz being, you know, a top five, uh, you know, ceiling kind of player and Dallas Goddard, you know, being a, a top 10, top 12 guy for sure. And the thing with my favorite thing about Dallas Goddard is if anything happens to Zach Ertz we would be ranking Dallas Goddard as a top five tight end uh, in that week for fantasy. So he's my favorite value and he looks, I mean, you get him as your tight end too, you're feeling really good. So he's one of my favorite tight end two targets. Of course you got Baltimore with Mark Andrews. I don't need to sell you on Mark Andrews. He's easily the favorite uh, go-to target for Lamar Jackson. He's probably going to lead the team in receiving touchdowns uh, with Oakland. I guess I shouldn't say Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders. We see 161 targets for about 30.78%. Uh, only three teams you see here above 30%. So I have no problem with taking a guy like Zach Ertz. As long as the value is good, I'd rather wait for Dallas Goddard. So Goddard's our second one, Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. These are going to be the guys that have probably the highest volume opportunity. 
going to them. And then you have a guy like, I mean, at number four here, you do have the LA Rams with, with Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett, uh, 156 to- total targets uh, going to the tight end position there. I mean, you got Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's going to be a monster on his own. He doesn't need a lot of volume to do damage, uh, but they did throw the ball to the tight end for fifth most last year. Uh, Indianapolis Colts with 141 targets, 27.49%. Uh, Eric Ebron's out of town. That leaves Jack Doyle kind of all by himself. And we got with Phil Rivers, man, Phil Rivers, and we talked about Rivers throwing the running backs. He also has been very consistent with tight ends, whether it was Antonio Gates and I guess of, of recent uh, Hunter Henry. So Antonio Gates with Jack Doyle, I like that a lot. And Doyle, I mean, his draft capital is so dirt cheap. You can almost get him with like your last pick. So I like Doyle. Uh, it's going to be a, a very friendly offense for tight ends, running backs. So I like uh, I like the value there. Uh, you see the Giants here, 140 targets. I mean, that's going to be Evan Ingram. If anything happens to Evan Ingram, uh, the sleeper to keep an eye on is Caden Smith, who might even have a role even when Evan Ingram's healthy. So keep an eye on that name, Caden Smith. And I mean, my take on Evan Ingram is I like Evan Ingram as a player. I just, I can't draft him because I don't know if he's going to stay healthy. I would rather take a guy like Dallas. Give me, give me a pairing of Dallas Goddard and Jack Doyle uh, instead of, you know, reaching on an Evan Ingram type player. And then you got George Kittle's team down here, the Niners at 131. Um, So basically all the teams that are near the top of the tight end targets, they pretty much produced a tight end one last year. So this is a very easy way of looking at, you know, who's going to be targeting the ball um, to the, to the positions of need. And then that's going to correlate to where they finish in PPR league. So I do have some things typed up here, um, as I talked about, and I kind of just pull out some some ideas that I'm thinking about. Um, and then I have my friend on Twitter. His name is John Heffernan. I'll put his link in the bio below. But he's a good uh, he's a good fantasy football. He loves uh, basketball follow, and he does all these charts for me too. So uh, you can see the percent of total targets by the team. Uh, you see Baltimore and Philly all the you know at the top there. And then we got a kind of a fun variance chart here uh, where you see the amount of targets uh, towards the position on the left versus the total amount of targets uh, for the team on the, t- the bottom here. So uh, the higher up and to the right you are, the better the tight end. Um, so that's kind of interesting. This, I mean, Atlanta way over here with all the targets. Uh, that, I mean, Hayden Hurst, you know. Uh, so I don't know. That's kind of creating this, this curve bubble here. Maybe I should have him add a curve to some of these lists to get you you know, looking at teams. Um, and then I have a chart down here that just shows you the percent of total targets by team, you know, running back, receiver, tight end, all those positions. So we're going to finish up uh, with tight ends. And then let's just take a quick look at the receivers. And I just want to do a little promo here, I guess. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, you're liking the content, uh, please leave a like, leave me a comment, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It, it really helps grow the channel. I've been seeing some good numbers uh, lately in the month of June and as we're rolling here in July. So uh, I, I appreciate all the comments, the likes, the feedback. It's all very much appreciated. So thank you for doing that. And uh, yeah, let's look at some of the receivers here. So, uh, I mean, this isn't really going to help us, you know, too much, but we know, we kind of already know who the, the most targeted receiver teams are, but it's always good to look at things when you got them. So uh, of course, Atlanta, 421 receiver targets, about 6146 percent of their total targets to receiver Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, maybe Russell Gage. We'll see if anyone can compete with Russell Gage for the third spot. Uh, but then you're looking at the LA Rams. Of course, that's Robert Woods. That's Cooper Cup. 
Brandon Cooks is going to leave a lot of targets up for grabs. So we'll see if some of those even go to the, I mean, the Rams were super high on the tight end list, but yet super low on the running back list. So we'll see if, if we see a boost of targets, to the running backs, and maybe even the tight ends get boosted a little bit. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Cincinnati coming in at number three. I think that's the real surprise of the group. Uh, they were awful last year. They won like three games. So they were down chucking the ball a ton. 388 total targets to receivers for about 62.99%. That's going to benefit A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. You're going to see the, the, the rookie draft pick. Um, what's his name? T. Higgins get some volume. You're going to see John Ross. You're going to see Auden Tate. That's a really good list of receivers. So if anything, if, if I'm looking at this list and I'm seeing, holy, holy crap, Cincinnati, ton of receiving targets, ton of targets, uh, kind of like Joe Burrow. So I'm going to probably be selling you guys on Joe Burrow at some point this summer, but I'm all in on Joe Burrow. It's going to be a heavy passing team. Defense is going to be good. So Burrow gets to kind of come in and just chuck the ball. So I like that. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Tampa Bay with Godwin and Evans. Uh, Arizona had a lot of targets to the, to the receiver position. Uh, these were the, you know, some of the teams that stuck out the most. All of them were basically 60% or above. Uh, and then New England, Miami, and Dallas kind of hovering around 60. A lot of teams actually hovering around 60. Um, but go ahead and take a look at the receiver list. Um, some of the ones that stuck out at the bottom to me, of course, Baltimore. Uh, Minnesota really only having Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. This, seeing Minnesota this low uh, with only 209 receiving targets last year, um, it really makes me like Adam Thielen. Uh, that much more. I mean, he, his competition at targets for receivers, a rookie in Justin Jefferson. I know he's a first round pick, but Adam Thielen's a Pro Bowl wide receiver, you know, caliber. So I think Thielen's in for a, a huge volume year. You look at the team like the Raiders, they brought in a bunch of receiver talent. Uh, San Francisco, it's what's cool is you can see that you can see the names and it basically, you know, you think of who the players are automatically. So basically all the teams at the bottom, they are almost funnel teams where they have one or two receivers and you know that, hey, these are the guys that are going to get the option. I don't really I don't really care about the percentages that much, but I just know who they're going to throw the ball to. Whereas the teams at the top, these teams make me want to target their quarterbacks a little more because we know that they're going to be chucking the ball uh, deep a lot and hitting the receivers. So a guy like Matt Ryan, even Jared Goff, Joe Burrow, uh, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, these guys are going to have a lot of options at the receiver position. So I like that. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead and take a look at the charts. Again, uh, John Heffernan helped me with those. Uh, link in the bio below. And yeah, I think that's going to be it. I kind of wanted to just share uh, what I have learned looking at some of these studies. And then uh, I'm going to also put, no, I'm not going to put in the link below. You can, you can navigate there yourself. But uh, I do have the link here that says you can check out my 2020 projected target share by player here. And this is, um, it's not going to be by team, but it's going to give you uh, the players that I believe who are going to be targeted the most at the position. Um, and I think I need to update this. I've been tweaking some of my, my projections lately. I did update my rankings. So my redraft rankings I've been updating today. Uh, so go ahead and check those out. But I do have my 2020 target shares available. This helps me uh, when I look at the, that kind of stuff. So. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this video. If you, again, if you're on YouTube, like, comment, uh, leave me a note in the, in the comment section. Uh, what running back are you targeting? Who's your favorite PPR, half PPR? Uh, all that information is kind of cool to know. So uh, thank you so much for watching, listening. If you're on any of the podcasting platforms, YouTube's where it's at, I'm telling you. And uh, I don't know. Thank you for your time. And uh, we'll see you in another video. Peace.